This is always such a beautiful day at Newman. Uh, it's by far our biggest mass attendance day. We have four masses here. Um, most of them are quite full, as this mass is today. Right now, um, there's something about Ash Wednesday in particular, and I think Lent in general, that maybe just calls to us, even if we haven't been um, that faithful to our prayer life or to going to Mass, or um, maybe it's just because it's a weekday Mass and you guys are here, and uh, you see people with ashes and you come out. You just want to be part of the crew. In any event, it's awesome um, to start this 40-day season with this mark of humility, this penance, this putting of ashes on our forehead to say, we want to do better. Um, We need this season to remind us to go deeper. Um, I think we all have this sense that uh, throughout the year, if we're not intentional about it, our lives can kind of dissipate into a lack of discipline or um, compromises that we don't really like making. We keep uh, staying up too late, not sleeping enough, and then wasting time. And that, you know, and we just think, maybe if I had the accountability of a bunch of other people and we just said, Ash Wednesday, I'm going to do this different. Like, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start uh, you know, being social with my friends instead of just sitting on my computer or my, watching Netflix. Something to just live a fuller life. We all have a sense, I think, that we could be doing better, that we could have more abundance in our life. But I want to tell you, this Ash Wednesday, in no uncertain terms, that you are already enough. You don't need to be anyone different. You don't need more fill-in-the-blank. Money, status, discipline, even holiness. You, as you are right now, are enough. Um, We're often driven by this sense that we're not enough. Like if I had more, uh, anything, that I I could finally be at rest, I could finally be at peace with who I am and how my life is going. But that's to give in to a fallacy. The truth is you are enough, but you're broken. We are all broken. And being broken is very different than being not enough. It's a different problem, and it has a different solution. Because if you're broken, it means you have all your parts. You're not missing anything. It's just the parts are kind of out of order. There's something that just needs to be fixed or healed. And I know if my car breaks, or something on my car breaks, I personally prefer to bring it to the dealership. It's, sometimes it's more expensive, it's a longer wait, you have to make an appointment than just going to any old mechanic, much less just going to the auto parts store and trying to buy stuff that I think the car needs. I'd rather go to the people who made the car, and they know what goes in it, they, knows what goes, they know what goes wrong, and they know how to fix it. Same thing goes with our brokenness, our lives, our souls, our hearts, is that it doesn't do much good if we, if we sense this unrest, we sense this brokenness, and we just go try to get stuff to fill it up. It's much better to bring it to the one who made us, who knows our hearts, who knows our lives, and can put it back in order, bring this wholeness and this freedom to us. Um, so Lent is, is not about fixing ourselves. It's not about, I need more whatever. I just need to do better, or lift myself up by my bootstraps. It's an act of humility and going to God and surrender and saying, Lord, I don't know how I got in this situation, but I want, more, I want to be whole. I want to be free. And so the distinction, this is very important, is it's not that you're not good enough. How often have you felt like you're not good enough? You look at other people's lives 
or, or you just look at your own um, mistakes and inadequacies and failures and you say, I am not good enough. No, you are good enough. It's that you're not free enough. And that's what God sees. The master metaphor for Lent, the 40 days of Lent, is the 40, day, 40 years that the Israelites spent in the desert after leaving slavery in Egypt. You know, the story of the Exodus. They were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. And God sent Moses. He says, I see my people suffering. I see their oppression. And I want you to go set them free. To settle them in a promised land. A land I'm promising you that's flowing with milk and honey. He wants them to be free. And actually, if you read the story, the Israelites initially uh, have their doubts. You know, it doesn't go super well at the beginning. And then, then they get, do get free and they're rescued by by God through the Red Sea, and then they get out in the desert, and then they start complaining. They're, At least we had food back in slavery. Now we have to, you know, eat this manna, and we're starving out here. There's this temptation to stay in the slavery. But God knows he wants more for us. He, he, he knows that we're made for more freedom. And so he looks at you. He, says, he doesn't say you're not good enough. He says you're not free enough. He doesn't want you to be a slave. He doesn't want you addicted to anything. To your phone, to pornography, to people-pleasing and approval-seeking, to anything that's coming from this sense of, like, I don't have enough, I don't, I am not enough, if I just had this. You know, because we can only really be happy, the kind of happiness that God wants for us, we can only be happy if we're happy that we are us and not someone else that we have the things that God has given us and not the things that we don't have. You know? Because if we're driven by this sense of incompleteness, we're sense of like, I'm missing something, then we're always going to be having this restlessness, this resentment, even anger and sadness, anxiety. And so this Lent, maybe the invitation is to surrender, to be honest, there's a few pitfalls that we can fall into if we take Lent seriously. One is perfectionism. That is the sense that, like, okay, I see all my failures, I see all my weaknesses, I'm going to turn them into strengths. I'm going to get in the chapel first thing before class, and I'm going to get spiritually jacked. Like, I am just going to discipline myself and, and figure this out and kind of hack the problem of my life. And the problem with that is that it's wrapped up in the same kind of egoism and self-absorption, even self-obsession and pride that is an expression of our brokenness. We think we have to fix ourselves. We think, I need to be better. I need to be better than everybody else in order to be good enough. That's pride, and it's an expression of our brokenness. It's certainly not the solution to it. Another one, similar to perfectionism, perfectionism is all or nothing. This all or nothing mentality that it's like, if I can't do everything, then I'm not going to do anything. Right? Have you ever felt this when you, you have a really long paper to write and you haven't even started yet? And it's just like you keep not sitting down and doing it because it's like, I can't write 10 pages all at once, so I'm not going to write anything. I'm just going to scroll, scroll Instagram or something. And just that procrastination comes from, like, you could just do something. Even if you just wrote one sentence, you'd be closer to being done than if you sat here for hours and did nothing. But there's just something in us that it's like, and it's also pride. It's not, not uh, being content with my limitations, that things take time, changes take time, it takes patience to grow. 
And so don't fall into all or nothing. That Like, if I can't do all the things for Lent, then I just won't do anything. Um, and then this is a big one, dishonesty. This is where we have to be ruthlessly honest with ourselves, with God, and maybe even some other trusted people about what we want. Okay? So if we give up chocolate, let's say, and then day four of Lent, like, okay, Jesus, I'm giving you this chocolate, sacrificing, I'm going to make space for you in my heart. Take that desire, and I wanted to give it to you. And then day four, you're like, well, this is dark chocolate. It doesn't really count as chocolate. It's not as sweet, you know? And then you start playing these games in your head, and uh, it becomes more about the thing you're doing than the reason why you're doing it, you know? The solution is not to think your way out of that, by the way. It's just to laugh at yourself and be honest with God. Like, you don't really care if I drink, eat chocolate or not. What you want is my heart. You want my freedom, okay? So help me be free. Help me, like, be humble and, and realize that this is, I can't get myself out of this mess. I can't fix my brokenness. I simply need to bring it to you, Jesus. And maybe part of my brokenness is that I try to fix myself, okay? Well, let me surrender just a little bit of that this Lent. And so my advice to you, I'll finish with this, is to um, do something. Do something this Lent. But don't try to create a spiritual program for yourself to fix yourself or to change the things you don't like about yourself. Instead, bring those things to Jesus. Bring your car to the dealership, to the manufacturer. Bring your soul to the Lord and let him teach you. Let him take you a step out of Egypt into the desert, which is a scary place. But it's the place that's leading towards that promised land, leading to the fullness of who you are and what you're made for, the home where you actually belong. Because where you're living from right now, all of us, this is why we have Lent. We are living from a place we don't belong. We're not yet home. And God is leading us there through the desert. And so trust yourself when maybe there's a little bit of healthy anxiety, a little bit of like, ooh, that feels vulnerable or unsafe. What if I really gave God this? Or really, what if I just went back to confession for the first time in years? Or went on that retreat or something like that? Like, maybe that's the step the Lord is looking at you and saying, you're good enough, but you're not yet free enough. Come with me, and I'll walk with you to freedom.